This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Grammy-nominated country music star Mickey Guyton hosts the annual Capital Fourth concert on PBS this weekend for the 4th of July. I spoke to Guyton about the star-studded lineup, as well as her own rise to country music fame with songs like Black Like Me and What Are You Gonna Tell Her? Hey, Mickey Guyton, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in D.C. Oh, thank you so much for... Uh, we're really excited because you will be hosting the annual A Capital Fourth concert down, you know, by the U.S. Capitol on the 4th of July this weekend. Uh, will you be performing in addition to hosting? I absolutely will. I'm performing the national anthem and I'm singing a song from my album called All Americans. Oh, we can't wait. That's going to be exciting. And remind everyone, uh, we, well, we just spoke with Yolanda Adams a couple days ago, and she sang your highest praises, by the way. But uh, remind oh. us, remind us. Uh, in addition to Yolanda, who else you're going to be on stage with you? Oh, my God. You're going to have uh, Cheetah Rivera, um, Yolanda Adams, Cynthia Erivo, Darren Chris, um, Emily Bear, Gloria Gaynor. There's just going to be so many amazing artists. Jake Owen. It's just going to be such an eclectic, uh, diverse group of artists. It's just going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. All-star lineup. And you mentioned you'll be, one of the songs you'll be singing, of course, is the national anthem. And a lot of our listeners will remember yes. you, just, you just sang it at the friggin' Super Bowl. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people were blocking. <laughs> How nerve-wracking and exciting and just amazing was that? <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I found the perfect description of how I felt when I sang the national anthem. I felt like I was about to give birth for the first time <laughs> and I was about to get married and walk down the aisle to the wrong guy, but I had to go through with it because I already paid for the wedding. <laughs> in front of the whole world giving birth <laughs> in live TV. Uh, in, in front, front of, of the whole world. Yes, that's how nerve wracking it was. <laughs> Did you get to catch up with um, uh, any of the halftime performers, you know, Eminem, Snoop, Dre, Mary J. Blige, any of them? I wanted to so badly. I actually shared a dressing room with Snoop Dogg and he was in there and I was too scared to say hi. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Maybe, maybe next time. Maybe next and time. I don't know why I follow him on Instagram and I love all of his funny videos, but I just, yeah. I'm sure he would have been through. One job. <laughs> one job sing the national anthem and get out and that's it uh awesome well remind our listeners yes. you know, I, I know you grew up you grew up in texas uh you know I, I always love to hear how you got into music to begin with what your folks listened to around the house or when did you get your first singing gig you know it's something cool from childhood well you know the funny thing is is i wanted to become a singer after i heard leanne Rhymes sing the national anthem at a texas rangers baseball game when i was a little girl and this is before she became famous. And from there, like, that's when I knew I wanted to sing um, 
be a singer. And my grandma also was a huge Dolly Parton fan. And whenever I would go over her house, she would have, you know, Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers VHS tapes hanging on the back of her door, along with fried green tomatoes and steel magnolias. So that was where I kind of found my love for music. And I sang in the church, obviously. Of course, of course. You're painting a t- such a, a perfect picture of, you know, with the, the movies and music that was out at that time. We can totally see it. Uh, oh, yeah. well, tell, us, tell us about your debut single, Better Than You Left Me. Is it Was it true that it was like about a guy who broke up but then came running back after you sang for a certain president? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happened. Like, we broke up and he never wanted, like, he always thought the grass was greener. And I'm happy because had I've never broken up with him, then I wouldn't have my son. But he um, was constantly breaking my heart to the point where I had, like, fear of abandonment. It was just so weird. And so when he finally broke up with me, I said, all right. And then I got to sing at PBS in performance of the White House, and I got to sing for a president of the United States of America. And I kid you not, not even a day or like two days after that performance he called trying to get back with me uh, and that the timing is a little fishy there coincidence i think not it's just a little fishy you know like yeah. clearly and that at that point i just knew like yeah. that was not for me like right have me when i have nothing like if you love me love me when i have nothing right now now was that president obama it had to have been if it was 2015 yes yes it was president obama very exciting. Uh, all right. Well, then, of course, uh, after that, uh, Capitol Records, Nashville, you put out the EP Bridges in 2020, and that featured the powerful single Black Like Me. It earned your first Grammy nomination. Just talk about how, you know, and that was that was a deeply personal and, a, you know, a timely song to release that year. You know, it's so crazy. I wrote my song Black Like Me back in 2018, and it was more so just a song, a therapy song for me personally, that I never in a million years thought would would be put out I never thought it would ever have any ever see the light of day and then you know the pandemic happened and and Amon Arbery and George Floyd happened and I had this song that was finished mixed in my inbox that was ready to go and Spotify caught wind of it and asked for it and and here I am now Oh yeah, it totally, it totally caught fire and blew up and everybody, it, it just puts you on the map. Absolutely. Every, we love that song. And then of course you followed up with an, a, the tear jerking single. Uh, what are you going to tell her? My wife and I listened to it and probably just yeah. bawled. She, she wants to know, do you cry when you're writing your own songs? But uh, tell me, tell me about yes. um, t- the answer is yes. <laughs> t- tell me about. Absolutely. I do. You do? All right, great. I'm sure we, we figured you did because it's not it's impossible not to with yeah. a song like what are you going to tell her? Tell us about how that was inspired. Was It was like a uh, you met a fellow young woman that moved to Nashville and was asking advice. And you're like, um, what do I even say? That's exactly what happened. I had this beautiful Filipina girl that has a stunning voice. And she like she got accepted into Belmont, I believe. And she asked me what she had to look forward to. And I was like, man, that was a heavy question for me because the struggle for women in country music and women, period, is really, 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 really hard. Like it, the world that we're growing up in, as many opportunities that we have, like we clearly have a long way to go. 
and it made me sad. And then I wrote this song and I remember sitting in the, the writing session with all women and we were just sobbing our eyes out writing the song. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's so powerful. All right. Well, maybe time for one more uh, down memory lane of the old songs before we bring it back around to all American, but uh, real quick, I want to know about remember her name. Cause that was the uh, you know title of the debut full length album. Um, yeah. the, song, the song itself was just a great kickoff, powerful track about, you know, just tell us about how it's sort of a, you know, look in the mirror, remember that fearless girl from your youth and why, why that wasn't, why did that come out of you? Why was that an important thing? Like, Hey, I got to remember where I came from. Well, you know, me getting to my career where I'm at, I literally had to fight. I've given up on myself. I've come back and believed in myself. I've given up on myself and I've come back and believed in myself again. And I was actually inspired by Breonna Taylor. And I kept seeing people saying, say her name. Mm -hmm. And I was writing the song thinking about that. And as I was writing the song, it turned into a song about myself about me not giving up on myself. And I wanted to, that to be a message for women out there. Like no matter how hard it gets, remember that little girl that has no concept of what life does and what life is and the failures that can happen. And remember the fire that she had. Remember that girl that just felt like the world, the feet. remember that girl because she's still here. Absolutely. All right. Well, that brings us full circle then to, you know, the, the, the July 4th concert, because you said in addition to national anthem, you'll be singing uh, the, the new song, all American. Uh, tell us about yeah. record, putting that song together. Uh, it was, it, it was sort of a, trying to do a, a, it's like a unity anthem, bring people together. Right. Yeah. You know, I've, um, I wrote that song in 2020 and I, live in Nashville and Los Angeles. So I was quarantined in downtown Los Angeles pregnant. And I could see a lot of the protests and stuff like that out my window. I was just watching it happen and, and very pregnant. And I remember um, just looking out and just seeing all the different diverse people out there. And I was like, wow, like that's what makes America so beautiful is that we are so different, that we are from so many different walks of life, that we are a nation of immigrants and we come from all over and that's something to be celebrated and that's beautiful. And I wanted to write something that would celebrate togetherness. Absolutely. I guess, uh, you know, final seconds. Um, I'm, I've been a lifelong country music fan. You have too. I tell I mean, I was born in 84. So yeah, we're, we've, we've grew up around basically around the same time, but talk about, just we the, are, we did. Yeah. So talk about how just in general, the, the genre has grown and opened its arms. And, you know, I remember we shall be free and all those songs, Garth Brooks and stuff growing up and, you know, Brad, Brad Paisley, et cetera. But I just feel like it's in a state today where it's so much more open and diverse and welcoming. And hopefully we charge ahead that way in the future. I have so much faith that that is happening. Um, I've, it's been beautiful to watch the Nashville community. I feel like the Nashville community has always wanted to be more diverse, but when you don't exactly know where to go, you don't exactly know what to do. So you just continue your path that you know, and it just takes one person or two people to really start talking about that. And, and I think it's just caught on like wildfire and everybody really wants that from behind the scenes to in the bands, 
to even the artists. And I think it's just such a beautiful thing to see all the different versions of country music and to see the fans, like even looking at concerts you see uh, even like more diverse fans coming out and i just think that that's really what country music represents and it's beautiful to see i love it i love it well keep up the great work my wife and i will be rooting hardcore for you <laughs> keep it going uh again everyone Thank you. check out mickey guyton who's going to be hosting and and performing at a capital fourth uh this fourth of july on pbs thanks again Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.